the first thing you're going to always want to do anytime you're meeting with anybody is start with the end in mind. What do you want to accomplish when it's over? I often think to myself, I want people to enjoy coming to any meeting they have with me. And when the meeting's over, I want them to be glad they came. That's it. I want you to look forward to coming and I want you to be glad you came every single time we get together. Welcome to the Huntley Leadership Podcast, helping leaders be a positive catalyst in the people they support, the organizations they serve, and the communities they live. This podcast will make you think, laugh, and grit your teeth with new determination to make your parish or business a place of transformation, passion, and purpose. If you're still breathing, you are powered for impact. Welcome back to the Huntley Leadership Podcast. Got a request just yesterday to do a video on how to have effective one-on-one -on -one meetings. And they're so important. If we are going to do anything significant, we're going to have to do it by raising up others. Well, how do we do that? We invest disproportionately in our key people. And that's exactly what one-on-one -on -one meetings are for. To put that in the context for those of you that are leading out of a leadership team, it's, it's having your leadership team meeting every week or as regular as possible, and then your one-on-one -on -one meetings every week as well or as often as possible. So I'll tell you towards the end what are some of the benefits of doing that, but I want to break down the how, and that's what today's podcast is all about. I also want to tell you that this year is going to be a ginormous year for announcements and innovations that you're going to want to know about as soon as possible. Go over to the website at HuntleyLeadership.com and subscribe for the latest. This is going to be a huge year and you're going to want to know what's happening and what is coming out as soon as it's announced because it's exciting and you're probably only going to get involved because it's exciting and you're probably going to want to get involved. So let's get back to our one-on-one -on -one meetings. So many people don't have them. Drives me crazy because it leads to really, really poor leadership team meetings. And people wonder why. Leaders wonder why this isn't going well. It's because you're not investing in individuals on your leadership team. You see, people need your support in some of the tactical issues that they face in being great at what they do. And if you're not taking time to do that, they're going to hijack your leadership team meetings to make that happen. And so have your one-on-one -on -one meetings. Now, the thing is, a lot of people don't know how. It's kind of intimidating. Okay, we're going to have these one-on-one -on -one meetings. What am I going to do? What am I going to say? How are they going to bring value? I'm not even looking forward to them. And if that's your position, it's okay. I think today's episode is going to be a lot of help for you. So the first thing you're going to always want to do anytime you're meeting with anybody is start with the end in mind. What do you want to accomplish when it's over? I often think to myself, I want people to enjoy coming to any meeting they have with me. And when the meeting's over, I want them to be glad they came. That's it. I want you to look forward to coming and I want you to be glad you came every single time we get together. And that's what I want. That's, that's what I want for people. I also ask this question too. What do I want to, pe to leave people thinking? What do I want to leave people feeling? And, and perhaps what do I want them to do? And so ask yourself those questions before you start having your leadership team meetings. You should be able to answer those questions for yourself. I want to give you one more question that you're going to want to answer. And that is, what do you want for the people 
that are closest to you that you work with? What do you want for the people who work closest to you? I'll tell you, I ask that question all the time in coaching, and people say, well, I want them to do their job. I want them to be competent. I want them to show up on time. I want them to have a good attitude. I want them to be strong in their faith. It's like those are all things you have to, most of those are things you want from people. What do you want for them? Here's my answer. There are four things that I want for people. I want them to have fun. And if that sounds frivolous, I disagree. Because when people are having fun, they're far more productive. When people aren't scared of making mistakes and feeling cramped up, they're more, they're more creative. So I want people to have fun. I also want them to grow in their faith. If they're working with me, I want them to be closer to Jesus in this season of their life than they've ever been in the past. Because who you are is more important to me than what you do. And so I want you to come close to Jesus because I know that's how you're going to have the best life and the biggest impact for the kingdom. The third thing is I want you to be fruitful. I want you to have more fruit in your ministry than you ever dreamed possible. It's what I want for you. And finally, I want you to grow. I don't want you to be the same person next year that you are now. And I think you're great now, but I think you can be even better. And I want to help you grow. So you're going to want to Ask yourself, what do you want for people? Because that's going to determine how you show up in your one-on-one -on -one meetings. It's going to show. It's going to determine uh, what you try to accomplish in those in those one-on-one -on -one meetings. And so, what do you want for people? Start with the end in mind. Ask yourself, um, what is it that that you want to leave people thinking, feeling, and is there anything you want them to do? So that's helpful. The other thing, and 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 I think this is important. How would you define leadership? Answer that question, then ask somebody else how they would define leadership. It's an important question because, again, how you define leadership determines how you see yourself. It's part of your identity in the role that you have. And so one of the definitions I love so much is leadership is the gift when done properly allows all the other gifts to flourish. That's an important definition. It's one that I love, one I love to take on because what it says to me is I am responsible for your greatness. In, in many ways, like ultimately, if you want to be a bump on the log, I can't help you. But if you're trying, if you have a good attitude and you have capacity, then it's my responsibility as a leader to help make you great. And so how you define leadership matters. If you define leadership as a boss, get con get control of people, get them to do what you want them to do. Uh, you know, exaggerated self-importance, whatever it is, there's a lot of poor definitions of leadership that you see lived out in how people treat others. And so answer that question for yourself. And then, because that will determine how you show up for others. So define leadership, have a great definition. And nobody better to look at than Jesus when it comes to that definition. Like I love what he did on, on um, Holy Thursday when he, when he got down on his knees and cleaned his disciples' feet. I mean, that was a job for the lowest of the slaves. And just before he did it, Scripture goes, goes on and tells us that he knew exactly who he was. He knew where he came from and where he was going. He knew all the power on heaven and earth had been given to him. And with all of that self-awareness, knowledge, and power and authority, he got on his knees and he cleaned their feet. In other words, there's nothing I won't do for you. I'm here to lift you up. And it's like, what a great definition of leadership. Like, what a great use of power and authority to be at the service, to be at the feet of others, to make them great. Ha, ha, ha. So how do you show up? 
as, as a priest, as somebody who's maybe in charge of a ministry and supporting others, how are you showing up? Are you the boss? Good for you. I can't help you. You want to be a leader? That's what this podcast is about. And that's what this episode is about in terms of one-on-one -on -one meeting. So the key is if people are going to look forward to coming and they're going to be glad they went, you're going to have to address their needs. Because if it's all about you, I remember working with a fellow at one point in time, and it was always about him. <laughs> always wanted to tell people what they did wrong, what they needed to do right, everything they could do to make his job easier. It's like, thanks. <laughs> Perhaps there's clarity in that, but there's not a lot of inspiration in that. There could be some fear in that, but but not a lot of fun. And so you're going to want to meet people's needs. And the best way to meet people's needs is ask them what they need. <laughs> so I was going to do this with you. Let's say you and I right now, we're going, we're in a first one-on-one -on -one meeting ever. And I'm looking at you and saying, Hey, father, so-and-so, or Hey, Jeff or Sue or whatever. If we're going to meet every week for an hour, what do you want to get out of it? Like we know what your role is. What would be helpful for you as we spend our time together? So that when you left, you went, darn, that was helpful. Because every time we get together, I want it to be bring value 100% of the time. And so, but that's up to us. It's like a dance. Like I just can't get up and dance. Uh, and you stand there. Like we have to dance together. This is a dance. And so we have to figure out what kind of music we're going to play. And we have to learn to dance together. And so what is it that you need? You know, you might need to vent. You might need to uh, debrief something that's happened. You might need to refocus, problem solve, dream, reflect, collaborate. You might need to figure out how to measure. You might need to be motivated. But what are your needs more often than not? Let's talk about those. And then what we can do is we can determine how we want to set up our meeting to meet your needs. Because hopefully, if you're in a parish that is uh, focused on renewal, you have goals, <laughs> you have a purpose, you have a vision, you have an area of responsibility, and you have goals. If you don't have any of that stuff, send me a note. We'll make some videos on that stuff too. But hopefully you have those things because that's that's what makes the one-on-ones have purpose uh, because we're going somewhere and people need tactical help. They need help thinking about their ministry so that they can kind of remove themselves from doing it so they can work on it. And as somebody who's hosting that one-on-one -on -one meeting, that's what you're trying to help people do. In many ways, that's what coaching is like when we're doing, when I do deep dive coaching, it's helping the pastors and their teams pull themselves out of the, the minutiae of ministry and then say, are you doing it the way you intended to do it? Are you heading in the direction you said you wanted to go? Are you obedient to what you feel God's doing in your prayer? Uh, where are the skills that you're lacking? And in many ways, that's what's happening in these one-on-one -on -one meetings. You're asking them, you know, some questions like, hey, what are the three things you need to do in the next six weeks if you're going to be, have a successful quarter? Whew, that's a really good question. It forces people to stop, focus, think, prioritize. And then when you know what people are working on, you can catch them doing things well. You can celebrate with them. And those things are really important. And so ask them what they need. The other piece is once you understand their needs, let them know yours. This is for both of you. <laughs> you know, whether you're a priest, a bishop, a ministry leader, a staff person, this, your relationship with this other person, because you're the one that's either hired them or determined they're an important person in your life to have on your leadership team. So you chose them. 
And so hopefully they're going to make you a better person, a better leader as well. And so what do you need from them? Maybe you need to debrief. Maybe you need to vent. Maybe you want them to ask you, what are your priorities this week? What did you accomplish last week? What are your big wins? Because it's important that your needs are met as well, because then you're going to look forward to coming to those meetings with that person. And when it's over, you're going to be glad you went. And so it's a two-way street. And so often I find, particularly with priests, like I love you guys, man, but you guys take on so much emotional and psychological responsibility with oftentimes expecting or asking for nothing in return. And I, that's a magnanimous disposition, but it's also unsustainable. It's okay to have needs. And trust me when I say the people that are closest to you and around you, they want to meet your needs. They want to help you feel like you're connecting uh, and help you make sure that you're thriving in your priestly ministry or as a bishop. And so don't try to be Superman. Uh, recognize that there's probably some ways of showing up at that meeting that you're going to appreciate. If you're super high in relationship, you're probably going to want to catch up and just shoot the breeze because that's important to you. It's okay. It doesn't have to be all business all the time. You want to re- connect emotionally, relationally, and then you want to stay focused on your goals and where you're going. Is that helpful? All right. What else? Um, when you're in your one-on-one meeting, whether you're the boss or or the person, you know, the, the, the mentee or the mentor, when you're asking questions, listen to understand, ask clarifying questions summarize, ask for more information, like be curious about what the other person is saying to you so that you understand their values, their goals, their hopes, their dreams, uh, and where they hope to get. Because if you do that, you're going to do two things. One, you're going to become one of their vision carriers, which you should be. Two, you're going to be able to pray for them so much better because you're going to know what they're up against and what they're wrestling with, which is really helpful. But also, you're going to be able to become a student of that person. You're going to become a student of that person. And that's a really important part of your one-on-one meetings because when people feel understood, they feel cared for, loved, seen. And when they're in that place, when they're coming and working out of that place off, if they're healthy, it's going to increase loyalty. It's going to drive desire and motivation. There's just so much that happens when when people are in that space of being cared for. And that goes both ways. It's going to grow your relationship. So the thing is, once you do that, you ask their needs, they tell you their needs, then you set up a process. Okay, here's what we're going to do. First, we're going to pray. Then we're going to ask for high lows. What's going on in your life that's really good? What's a bit of a bummer so that we understand each other? Maybe you can tell me the things that you're most proud of that you accomplished this week, and maybe the one or two things that you need to accomplish this week. And, and, and then maybe do some thinking about the future and dreaming. And, and so if that works for that person, it's great. And what, what do I need? Well, I need to ask a few questions around goals because we, it's going to be a big year for us. So I just want to check in once in a while to see the progress on some of the things that uh, you're responsible for. And maybe it's going to be really important to me that I understand the relationships that you're working with because I really care about people and I want to know what's going on in people's lives so I can pray for them or thank them or what have you. It's like, okay, well, then write it down. And that's going to be your structure. So you need to agree on what the structure is going to look like. Because once we both know, then we know how to show up emotionally. We're not surprised. We're not blindsided coming into a one-on-one meeting. It's like, yeah, I'm here to do your performance review for the year. It's like, ah, you didn't tell me that. And it's like, you know, don't do that to people. By having a structure, a process, 
Uh, people are going to know how to show up. That's really cool. And when the meeting's over, rate it on a scale of one to 10. How's it for you? And be honest. <laughs> and if it's a nine, say, great, what would have made it a 10? Or if it's a two, great. What do where, where, what was the miss today? Well, you showed up a half hour late. Oh, sorry about that. Won't do that next time. But but evaluate it. So so figure out your process, then try it. Once you try it, then rate it. If it needs to be tweaked, then tweak it, modify it. But beyond that, as you continue to do it, monitor it because if things will start to slip once in a while, what worked for you before might not be working for you in different seasons. So it's okay to modify your process, but be clear in your process. Make sure that it's meeting both of your needs and then show up and don't, don't surprise people in those, in those one-on-one -on -one meetings. Make sure you're rating it and monitoring it so that they're always bringing value. You'll get better at it as someone who's in a, a leadership role. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're someone who's receiving one-on-one, -on -one, you're responsible for great meetings too. So don't blame it on your boss. <laughs> if your meetings stink, you're 50% responsible for that not going well. And so speak up, have courage, express your needs or your desire for change. Don't rate something a nine or a 10 if it's a two. Have courage. Speak up. It's important. All right. So. If you do that regularly, it's going to change everything because people are going to grow in trust with you. Your capacity to form those people with your heart because you're truly connecting and staying focused is going to go through the roof. And that's going to make your leadership team meetings 1000 times better because people are going to know you and, and you're going to know them. And so there's a lot of the um, answer a lot of the subtleties of meetings. You're not going to miss them. They're not going to miss them. You're going to be way closer. You're going to make better decisions and people are going to be way happier. Have your one-on-one -on -one meetings, but not only that, head over to huntleyleadership.com, hit the, uh, the subscribe button because there's going to be some great things coming out this year. It's going to help you and your leadership and going to surprise the daylights out of you. And some of those things you're going to want to get involved with. And uh, we're really excited about that. So again, we really appreciate all the work you do. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. I want to encourage you as you lead this week, be faithful to God and generous to others. See you next time. And remember, if you're still breathing, you are powered for impact.